Alyssa. Thanks, team. Wow. Guys, it's so good to be back. We missed some of you from the snowstorm last week. So we're glad you're here. You, when you walked in, you should have grabbed a bookmark and a little pen. And so if you don't have this handout or a pen, I want you to raise your hand, and Andre and Ken are going to come by, and they'll hand deliver. Oh, two culprits in the front row. I love it. Uh, but we're actually going to be using this throughout the night tonight because uh, tonight's going to look a little different. So raise your hand if you need a handout or a pen, and Ken and Andrea will come to you. So here we are. Tonight's going to look a little different uh, because throughout the night, we are going to pause and take time to reflect three different times. And so what's going to happen is I am going to ask you a question that's also listed on your handout. And then Emma's going to hang out here with me. Everyone say, hi, Emma. Yeah, this is a two-for-one teaching tonight. You get us both. Uh, so I'll ask a question. Emma's going to set the tone with some keys. And then we're actually going to take a couple minutes to reflect throughout the teaching. And we'll do that three different times. And the moment of these, the goal of these moments is to create space for us to pay attention to the Holy Spirit throughout the night and to hopefully walk away with some really practical next steps as we consider what it looks like to praise while we wait. Sound good? Cool. All right, here we go. So on August 30th, 2022, around 4 p.m., I found myself at Prairie Lakes Park sitting on this bench. Anyone been to Prairie Lakes Parks before? No, just me? Okay, you guys should go check it out and go find this bench. It's a really nice bench. And here's the deal. This was strange because rarely do I leave work before 4 p.m. And never do I choose to spend time alone, which I know is incredibly unhealthy. But here I was on a Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. sitting on this bench on a Tuesday. And at some point, I wasn't just sitting on this bench, but I found myself lying down on this bench with my head hanging over the side, and this is what I saw. An upside-down tree. Do you see it? And I was a little confused, and so I sat back up, and I realized that this upside-down tree was only made possible because of the bush of weeds that were made on the bottom of the tree, and then the branches that looked like the root system. And then this thought entered my mind. The season is changing. The season is changing. And my stomach literally dropped because I knew it was true. Kind of like this tree, I knew my life was about to be flipped upside down. I knew things were going to be different. And I had no idea what this meant. I just knew the whisper of the season is changing felt true. But what was changing? My job or my friendships, my mental health or my family, or my relationship status? I had, in a way, always been waiting for change in some of those areas. I've been waiting for my friendships here in Cedar Falls to look different. I've been waiting for my relationship status to not be single. I've been waiting to be healed from my chronic mental health illness. I've been waiting to be healthy in my job. But back that fall, I didn't expect things to change, especially then. It was, is, it was as if my soul was in the season of fall. The author and speaker Megan Marshman talks about the different seasons of our souls, and this is what she says. She says that fall is a season of change. Winter is a season of hardship. Spring is a season of new. 
And summer is a season of goodness. And the truth is that in every single one of these seasons, we experience waiting. And it's really easy for us to assume that we're only in a season of waiting when things are really hard, when we're in a season of winter, that waiting is somehow always negative. But since that day on that bench in August of 2022, I found out that we get to praise while we wait in every season, not just in winter, but in spring and summer and fall too. And so that's my question for you guys tonight. What season are you in right now? And what are you waiting for in that season? Are you in a season of fall where it feels like things are changing? Waiting to see how your friendships are changing or your purpose is changing as you prepare to graduate or move? Are you in a season of winter where things are just really hard? Where everything feels bare and sad and depressing? Where you're just waiting for a glimmer of hope or peace or comfort? Are you in a season of spring, a season of new, waiting for new opportunities, a new job, new healing, new encounters with God? Or are you in a season of summer where you see God's goodness all around, waiting to be part of how God is moving through you and your family and your friends? Or maybe you're waiting for something to go wrong. What season are you in right now? And what are you waiting for in that season? And so here's our first moment of reflection. And so I want you to take a moment to think about these questions and write down anything that might come to mind. And if nothing comes to mind, that's okay too. Just take some time to sit and ponder these questions for a few minutes. seconds. Take 10 more seconds. So tonight, we're going to talk about how we can praise while we wait in every season. No matter what season you wrote down, you can praise in that season. And last week, if you were here, Amanda defined praise as bringing our whole selves to Jesus. And so this week, we are going to bring our whole selves to Jesus by asking these questions. In our waiting, where do we go? And in our waiting, who do we wait with? And so we are going to answer these questions as we read about Hannah's story in 1 Samuel, 
And so if you have your Bible or grab a Bible in front of you, you can open up to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. And I'm going to be having you write in the Bibles because that's fun. So grab a Bible, open up to 1 Samuel. It's in the Old Testament, which is in the first half of the Bible, chapter 1, verse 9. And as you're turning here, here is what you need to know. Throughout all of Hannah's story, she finds herself in all the seasons of waiting. But we first meet Hannah in verse 9 in a season of winter, a season of hardship. Because we find out that Hannah's husband has two wives. Okay, so that's already messed up. And Hannah's husband's other wife can have children, but Hannah is unable to have children. And scholars think that at this time, Hannah was probably around 70 years old. So biologically speaking, there was zero chance that she would ever have kids. But year after year, Hannah's husband, the other wife, her sons, and Hannah went to the temple. And every year as they went to the temple, Hannah was taunted by her very own family because she did not have a son. And in verse 7, we read that it says, because of this taunting from her very own family, Hannah was reduced to tears and would not even eat. Her family made her cry and was unable to eat. She was unable to eat. You see, her, her, physical, her physical body even felt the weight of this disappointment and abuse from her family. And that sounds like a season of winter to me a season of loneliness, a season of despair, a season of hopelessness, a season of wonder if God is even good. And yet, Hannah praised while she waited. And so let's read 1 Samuel chapter 1, starting in verse 9. It says, Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, the temple, Hannah got up and went to pray. And Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And Hannah made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. And he will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been de dedicated to the Lord, his hair will, be, will never be cut. And so if you have a pen, I want you to write near the section in your Bible the question of where do we go? Where do we go? Because in her season of waiting, where did Hannah go? Right? She went to be with God. And Hannah knew in the midst of her winter, in the midst of her waiting, she needed to talk to God. She needed to be with God and not just be with God, but be honest with God. Did you guys hear the honesty in her prayer? You see, she didn't go to God in some churchy, I have everything together way. But she went to God in a deep, angry, real, broken way. She said, God, what are you doing? Look at my sorrow. Look at my pain. Answer me. I will literally do anything, God. Just give me a son. And in her waiting, where did she go? She went to be with God. But back then, in order to go be with God, Hannah had to physically stand up and go to the presence of God at that time in the temple. And thankfully, that's different for us today. Because of Jesus and his life and death and resurrection, we don't have to go to a temple to encounter God. But instead, through the Holy Spirit, God is always with us, within us, 
and within you. God is within you. And I easily forget this. I forget that today I don't need to go anywhere because God is already right here. God is with me right now. And at the same time, last year, in the fall, I found value and power in actually going somewhere to a physical place to spend intentional time with God. On that Tuesday afternoon last fall, in my season of waiting, where did I go? I went to be with God on that park bench and look at that tree. Right? I chose to go be with God in a new way with my body and with my mind. I chose creation and solitude. Choosing to go and sit on that bench gave me space set apart to be with God and talk to God and listen to God and see God through that tree. And it was actually throughout the next year and a half, in every season, fall and winter and spring and summer and fall and winter, whenever I found myself trying to figure out what to do or when I was overwhelmed or sad or excited, or if I just needed to spend some time with God, I would go to that bench and I would look at that tree and I would be most honest with God. And that bench became both familiar and holy for me. And so where do you go to be with God? Think of an actual physical place. Maybe it's a familiar place. Maybe it's a new place. Maybe it's a certain booth at McDonald's or the couch where you play video games or swing in a park. But I want us all to take a minute right now and ask God the question, God, where are you waiting to meet with me? And it doesn't have to make any sense. Just the first place that comes to mind, write it down. So this is our second moment of reflection. And so go ahead and take some time and ask God, where are you, where is he waiting to meet with you? have this written down, but in that minute, uh, God gave me this picture of like this really pink and fluffy chair. And so if you have a pink and fluffy chair, I think God wants to meet you there. And if you own that, you should come talk to me afterwards because I think God has something that he wants to share with you. In our seasons of waiting, we praise while we wait by asking God, where can we go? Where do I go? And then we go and we meet with God in that place. And so next in Hannah's story, she answers the question of who do we wait with? 
And so we're going to keep reading in 1 Samuel 1, starting in verse 12 this time, so you can follow along. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 12. This is what it says. As Hannah was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. And Eli was a priest in the temple. He was supposed to be there. And he watched her. And seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought that she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. And I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she explained, and then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. So if you have your Bible open, go ahead and write the question of who do we wait with near this passage? Who do we wait with? Because you see, Hannah was no longer alone in her waiting, right? Eli noticed Hannah in her waiting. And yes, first Eli made insanely rude comments about Hannah being drunk, right? He had preconceived assumptions about who she was and what she was doing. But then Eli listened to her. Eli breaks past his initial assumption by listening to her heartbreak and listening to her discouragement. Eli experienced compassion for Hannah, and Eli chose to bless her. Eli, Eli prayed for her, go in peace, meaning go in shalom, go be fully healed, go be whole. And that prayer actually changed something for Hannah, right? We know this because the scripture says that after Eli prayed for her, she began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. Something happened in that encounter with God to not only restore Hannah's spirit, but also restore her body. Eli's prayer of go in peace, go in shalom, lifted her sadness, even just temporarily, and it helped her to eat again. Eli's blessing helped her to move forward, taking active steps towards the wholeness that Eli was praying for. Eli noticed Hannah in her waiting, and Eli probably wasn't the only one who prayed for her. It's likely that Hannah invited friends into her waiting. Right? It's likely that Hannah had these girls around her and these friends who wept with her every single month that she wasn't pregnant. Friends who lifted her head when she felt like something was wrong with her. Friends who faithfully prayed on her behalf when she was in the room and who prayed for her when her name just crossed their mind in their day-to-day life. A friend or two who lightened the burden of all this heartache and abuse. So who do we wait with? Who do we notice that are in seasons of waiting, like Eli noticed Hannah in her waiting? And then who do we invite into our seasons of waiting, like Hannah invited her friends? Here's something I've been pondering. Some things God wants to do in a community of prayer, not just me and God. I'm going to say that again. Some things... God wants to do in a community of prayer, not just me and God. Yes, it deeply matters when I pray individually by myself. 
And I need people in my life that I'm going to share with hard things and who are going to faithfully pray for me and with me. I need people who will hold my prayers just as precious as I hold my prayers and who will carry them with me and then bring them to God in the same way I bring them to God. I need people who remind me that I'm not waiting alone. So who have I invited into my season of waiting? A couple months ago, I was meeting with Doug, and he's on staff here at Orchard. And we started to talk about how I have been in a tender season of waiting for a future family. And Doug asked if he could start praying about that for me. And it's hard to describe the peace and relief that I experienced knowing that someone else wanted to carry that with me. That someone else was holding that precious prayer with me and for me. And someone wanted to be in this season with me. And for me, and I know this is true for many of you, asking someone to pray for me, whether it be in person or via text, takes a ton of courage. And it's not an easy thing to do. I have to remind myself that there is deep power in being vulnerable with another human. And that something happens when we let others meet us in the place of vulnerability so that they can take it to God on our behalf. There's comfort to be given, peace to experience, togetherness to be felt when we feel lonely as hell. We need each other. Because there's an opportunity to notice the Holy Spirit in a new way. And what an honor that we get to do this for and with one another. We get to invite others into our waiting, and we get to notice others in their waiting too. And basic, this is why it really matters that we're all in different seasons. Because to those of you in the room who feel like you're in fall and winter, I know it's exhausting. I know it's lonely. And we see you, and we love you, and we want to be invited into your season of waiting with you. You don't have to wait alone. But to those in the room who are in the seasons of spring and summer, as you wait, it's probably a little easier for you to have more capacity to notice others in their waiting. And we really need you to notice others, to pray for others, and to be with others in their waiting. This is why we're all in different seasons, right? And this is one reason why we have a prayer team available every week after the teaching at BASIC. Every week, we want to be able to pray for you and with you, and that includes tonight. The prayer team will be back there after my teaching. And so here's our third moment of reflection. I want you to think of one person that you can invite into your season of waiting. Who's one person you can be honest with about what you're going through? And what do you want prayer for? And then also, who is one person that you notice is in a season of waiting? Maybe it's a family member or a friend or a coworker. So again, if nothing comes to mind, that's okay. Just take some time to think and ponder these questions.
about 10 more seconds. In our seasons of waiting, we praise God by asking, who do I invite and who do I notice? And then we pray together. So in the rest of Hannah's story, if you continue to read chapter 1 and chapter 2, we see her transition from a season of winter to a season of spring as she surrenders her desire for a baby. And then Hannah experiences the season of summer as she gives birth to a son, Samuel. And then she arrives at the season of fall when she brings Samuel to the temple, joyfully fulfilling the promise she made to God. Hannah, in every single season, praised while she waited. She brought her whole self to God by going to be honest with him and inviting those around her into her waiting. And in the midst of each of these seasons, God was doing something, right? God was working through Hannah, and then God was working through her son, Samuel, and making Samuel into the person that he was becoming, the person who would anoint King David King David, the great-great-great-great-great-grandfather of Jesus, Samuel had an important role in the lineage of Jesus. But this doesn't take away from the pain or the heartache or the hopelessness that Hannah experienced as she waited for Samuel. Hannah's pain was real. But Hannah knew that God was with her and that God was working. So in the midst of our waiting in every season, we get to hold onto the same promise. That God is always with us and God is always working. We are never alone in our waiting. And so for me, this tree is a visual representation of how God has been with me in every single season. You see, in the fall of 2022, I heard that whisper of the season is changing. And I was terrified of waiting but I kept going back to that place literally in every season. And of course I took a picture, right? I went back in every season and I sat on this bench and I kept looking at this tree. And I kept asking God questions and I kept inviting people into the unknown and into the waiting with me. And I just watched this tree and I saw birds take refuge in the branches and I was reminded that just like they found refuge in this tree, I could find refuge in God. And I saw vibrant flowers nearby. They were purple and beautiful. And I was reminded about God's beauty that he holds for me. And I was reminded that although this tree hasn't changed much, I was changing. And it was good. God was working. And then this Christmas Eve... They cut my tree down. It was so sad. You guys, I drove out there and it was gone. And I cried because it was Christmas Eve. It was so sad. I lost my spot. It was sad, okay? It was, it was a big deal. We can process it later. But then I noticed this. A new tree had been planted right next to it. Oh, sad. Did you see it, though? It was really pretty. And I realized 
that just like my old tree, I had endured the winter, right? I had endured the winter. And just like this new little tree, I was entering a season of spring in a few areas of my life. I was now in a season of spring, and this is how it was meant to be, seasons. And so in the midst of my waiting, God had held my hand and was walking with me through a process, a process that included heartbreak and surrender and loyalty and showing up in honesty and tears and linking arms with others, a process that was and is leading me to becoming more of who I am being made to be. And this is what God offers you too. That no matter what season you find yourself in tonight, God is holding your hand and he's walking with you through a process of becoming who you are meant to be right in the middle of your waiting. And this is what it can look like when we bring our whole selves to Jesus. This is what it can look like when we praise while we wait. And so before we head into a time of musical worship, I want us to do something together. And this is an invitation to praise while we wait as a basic community. Because remember, there are some things that God wants to do in a community of prayer, not just individually. And so here's the invitation. I am going to encourage us to take a step of vulnerability as we practice what it looks like to wait together. So in the midst of whatever season you might find yourself in tonight, we're going to take this step together. Because remember, we need all the seasons, right? And so as I say the season that you most resonate with tonight, I'm going to invite you to stand. And the rest of us are going to reach out an arm to those around us to show that we are with you and you're waiting. And then I'm going to pray for that season, and that season will remain standing until everyone is standing together. I know it's scary, but I really believe that as we join together and are waiting, that this can be powerful to be reminded that we're not alone. So with that, I invite those in the season of summer to stand and everyone else around them to hold an arm around nearby and extend it to them. Awesome. Let's pray for those in summer. Holy Spirit, God, we thank you for the goodness that summer brings. God, we pray that you would open our eyes to be aware of the moments of joy that you have for us. God, when we're in a season of summer, help us be aware of those around us that we can notice in their season. And may we savor your goodness we experience, Lord. Amen. I invite those in the season of fall to join our summer friends. If you're in a season of fall, you can go ahead and take a stand. And again, we can stand, extend our arms around to those around us as we pray for the season of fall. And here's my blessing for fall. Holy Spirit, we thank you for fall and the changes that it brings. God, fall is scary. Change is scary. There is unknown. But would you open our eyes to the moments of trust that you have for us in the change? God, may we savor your constant kindness and presence as we navigate change. In your holy name. Okay, invite those in the season of winter to stand with everybody else. You are brave, my friends. You are brave. 
Holy Spirit, we thank you that you, God, are no stranger to winter. God, you know and you understand the hopelessness and the loneliness it carries. Open our eyes to these moments of comfort that you have for us. God, and may we be aware of those who want to sit with us in this tender season of waiting. God, may we savor your peace that makes no sense. In your holy name, amen. Lastly, I invite those in this season of spring to stand. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the spring. Oh, how we are desperate for spring and for the newness that it brings. God, we thank you for the sunshine and the flowers and the rain. And God, would you open our eyes to the moments of growth that you have for us when we are in seasons of spring. May we savor your beauty and your goodness and your faithfulness. Holy Spirit, God, we just thank you for every season. We thank you that you are present and you are kind and you are powerful. God, we thank you that you are actively moving and actively working within us in every single season. God, so I just pray that no matter what season we're in tonight, that we would all remember that you're taking each of us by the hand and you're walking with us and you're walking with us in the process of becoming who we are meant to be right in the middle of our waiting. God, that's how we can praise together in our waiting. Lord, so I just thank you for the gift of this community here at Basic that together we get to praise while we wait. It's a together thing, it's a community thing. God, so I pray that as we end the night singing together, that we would sing of your promises, not just for ourselves, God, but for those standing next to us. Let's sing together. <laughs>